Oops, we're back again, aren't we? We're back again, and we're back again, and we're revisiting dummies again. Because what was really interesting, when we recorded our dummy podcast, we finished our recording, and then we had a natter. And we were laughing, because obviously we told you, or we were discussing, um, like, the professional views on dummies and evidence about thumb-sucking. And then when we finished recording, we were having a natter about... Actually, in real life, how many adults do you know who, who secretly still suck their thumb? And, and we, were, we were saying that we actually, I know of teenagers and adults who do suck their thumb, either when they're, mostly when they're really sleepy or they just feel a little bit wibbly-wobbly. And that doesn't tie in with the evidence that you're more likely to stop sucking your thumb when you're ready. Yeah, and we were, say, we were saying about, like, sort of, you know, one of your family members, their thumb went septic, didn't it, you said? <laughs> and there's like, and actually, one of, you know, it's really hard when you're thinking about sucking your thumb and dummies, isn't it? Because actually, you know, um, lots of people in, in sort of some of the people in my family as well had their dummy till they were seven, but they didn't used to go around with it. And we were just saying, is there any adults that have got dummies? I've, I've not seen any adults with dummies, but, but we do know of adults who suck their thumbs. So that we were just thinking that piece of evidence that yeah. perhaps quite a few people stop sucking their thumb naturally, but perhaps that's really hard to do as well, isn't it? Well, I, I, was, I was a thumb sucker and it, I... Um... I did have to have a brace on my top teeth because I had pushed my teeth forward by, you know, some thumb sucking. And the it was the, the reason I stopped was the dentist challenged me when I, I bet by the time I see you next, you can't stop sucking your thumb. And I was like, ha I'm going to show you. <laughs> so I did. Now, interestingly, I was probably seven or eight-ish. I can't really remember. I'd have to check with my mum. But my mum hadn't, I don't recall my mum trying to stop me thumb sucking. It was the dentist. If I'd had a dummy, at, well, I wouldn't have. If my mum had given me a dummy, there's no way I'd have been allowed it at seven or eight. Yeah. Interesting that I, I was sort of permitted to continue sucking my thumb, which gave me, that you know, push my teeth forward, because socially that's more acceptable than having a dummy past, you know, starting school age. But it still sort of did the same sort of, had the same yeah, sort of it would do exactly the same wouldn't it and that's why i say like you know my my nephew that had his dummy you know he he didn't used to go around with it or anything he stopped using it you know but again if he if he'd been sucking his thumb and one of my daughters sucked her thumb and found it really hard to give up and it it wasn't it wasn't until a grampy like i said she really hates tomato sauce and it wasn't until her grampy said oh i'm gonna put tomato sauce on that if you're not gonna stop sucking it and it made her go oh no gramps don't say that and she did stop sucking it but it yeah. does you know i with all of mine like so i've got three daughters and with my elder two i they both had a dummy and my oldest one got did sort of so she then when the dummy came out and she went on to suck her thumb so she she didn't want her dummy because she ended up getting um a bit of a mouth infection actually with it and we were just saying it do dummies give you what were you saying Beth? that they can give you more yeah, that, with that prolonged sucking it opens it up the your eustachian tube which is a tube in your ear that connects, connects your ear your nose and your throat and as that opens up when you're sucking it just leaves it slightly more vulnerable to, to bacteria and infections and things like that and of course with dummies we I, we have all seen where dummies get dropped on the floor and the parent picks it up and puts it in their mouth to clean it off and then gives it back to the child uh, you can probably what, tell what, what yeah what happens then when somebody does that what's what's actually well you're putting all your own bacteria in you know in directly into your baby's mouth because our right. mouths are not the cleanest are they no. you know, so you're you're picking it up on the floor you're think you're clean 
bacteria off the dummy, but you'll then put your own <laughs> nice bacteria on it and giving it to your baby. It's like, yeah, this wouldn't, you know, you can't think of any other example that you would do that to somebody. Yeah, <laughs> it's just that closeness, isn't it, between parents and babies, and they just like, and it's, and everybody's trying to like, I suppose it must be some sort of naturally, they're just trying to clean it off, but actually it's probably better to have a bit of water with you, isn't it, or a wet wipe or something, or, and if they're tiny, boiled water. But yeah, you know, my other daughter had a, had a dummy, and she just got... I don't know how, but she just got rid of it at a year. She didn't want it, but she was quite clever at just um, and which is which is the same as my, my grandson, like really clever at just taking their dummy out and lobbing it really far. So like, so it's like you lose so much. Yeah, I think it might, might might be hereditary. And my littlest one, or my youngest one, I did try to, you know, try to get her to have a dummy because I'd used it with the others, and actually they, you know, I was breastfeeding her and doing all that, and I tried to. She she just. She just did not want a dummy. She just wouldn't have uh, one. And so, you know, it was to totally different. She was fine. She, you know, she'd have lots of cuddles, and, but she just didn't want uh, one. So it does depend on the child, doesn't it? It does. And I'm saying, I'm saying to you, Becky, like my, my eldest, you know, he was quite unsettled. And I, I flatly refused. He was not going to have a dummy because how could I give him a dummy in the job I do and then risk that he will still be on it when he's 10 and his speech will be terrible. So he didn't have one. Now he's 12, nearly 13, I look back and I think, actually, do you know what? That little boy needed that comfort. And I was so preoccupied with thinking professionally what that might do. And it might make me then seem really insincere when talking to families about it. So he didn't have one. And if I could go back in time, absolutely, I would prioritise that. Because I think, mean, you know, he, he needed to feel settled. And so, yeah, benefit of hindsight. But no, we are absolutely not the dummy police. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's what we just wanted to get across. We wanted to, we wondered if it would help if we told you our experiences as well. So you mm. can, like, just think, yeah, you know, it, it is individual children. And actually, the main thing is if, if the child, you know, can take the, take the dummy out or get rid of it, you know, once they start speaking, that's amazing. But, you know, like, hands up, this is what, you know, what we do for a living. And we want to just make sure that you understand that it's like, you know, it's personal as well. And actually, you yeah. know, it is, it's, it's individual children, isn't it? You've got to decide what you do. Absolutely. And it is. It's, it's just one of those cases where it's quite, we were laughing because it's the theory versus the reality. Yeah. And it's, no, sometimes they don't tie very well together, do they? No, they don't. No. So I think, so yeah, so oh, it was really nice speaking to you again, Beth. Yeah. So all right, take care. Bye. Bye.